Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to The Greg McAfee Show, where we discuss steps to successful entrepreneurship, how to take your business to new heights, and ultimately follow your dreams. And today we're going to be discussing uh, why what a business can learn from military leadership. And I've been talking about talking about this for several weeks and uh, finally nailed it down. So uh, basically, uh, the military has been around for a long time. Everybody knows that. Um, you've got different branches of military. Um, but they all have extremely good leadership, and there's a lot that goes into the leadership of the military. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. How can we how can we look at the leadership of the military and do a better job at leading our companies? So the first thing I want to talk about is um, the military has to deal with different generations of people um, all through all through the line all through the chain of command. So, um, you know, in today, um, in today's generations that we have to deal with today in both internally and externally within our companies, um, within our customers, um, you know, you've basically got the, the greatest generation ever, which are called the traditionalists. And they're somewhere between 76 years old today and, and 100. And uh, now not too many of you guys have um, hundred year old employees, but you might have someone still in your office that's 76 years old and still doing good healthy, uh, health wise. Uh, so the uh, traditionalists are still out there and we definitely serve them. They still own homes. We definitely serve them and we have to work with them. And then you have the baby boomer. The baby boomers are, are somewhere between 57 years old and 75. There's a lot of those kind of people. Um, and then you have the, um, and we have to work with them every day. Um, and, and every little chart you look at, they're going to be off just a few years as far as baby boomers. And the next one is Generation X. Um, because I fall, I fall just at the bottom of the baby boomers and just at the top within one year of the Generation X. Um, so those, those guys, Generation X guys are 41 to 56 years old. And then you've got the millennials, which are the Generation Y, and they're 26 to 40 year olds. And then you've got the new Generation Z coming into the market who are 25 years old or younger. So, and we employ a handful of those uh, people, um, 21, 22, 23, 24 years old. So we've, we deal with a lot of different generations and so does the military. And the military, um, they have to get good at allowing people to work well together throughout, again, that whole chain of command. And, you know, what's your chain of command look like? Um, you know, we struggle and complain about generation differences. We can sit here and bash a generation and say that they're lazy, they don't have the work ethic, all that kind of stuff. But it always comes back to who raised them, how were they raised, 
What have they seen? What do they do? All that kind of stuff. So the military has no choice. They, they have to mix generations together and teach how to work well together. It's not an option. You go into a combat situation, um, you might have three or four different generations in there, in there with you in combat. You know, whether it's on the line, whether it's in a tank or whether it's in a office, um, you know, dealing with enemy warfare behind a computer, who knows? But the military has to, they don't have a choice. Um, the military actually recruit today somewhere around 150,000 people. Okay, can you imagine that? Why do you think they have all these little recruiting stations everywhere and some of the best salespeople within the military are running the recruiting stations? Because their job is to close the sale on a new recruit. And that new recruit could be anywhere from the age of what? 18 through, I don't know, what, 35 maybe? I don't know what that deadline is. I should have looked that up, but it's it's in there somewhere. And, uh, you know, we stress over having to hire one to 50 people a year. You know, it's stressful. Everyone I deal with, what's the biggest challenge you're having today? And it's what? Hiring, finding, retaining people. I mean, that's a fact across the board. You know, I talk to, um, you know, a few hundred contractors a year and everyone has a very similar problem. Some, some have bigger problems than others, but it's a problem. Finding people, recruiting people, re, uh, training people, and then retaining people. Those are big challenges. So the military has to uh, recruit over 150,000 people, get this, to maintain its end strength goal. I really like that. I like that term. What's your end strength goal? The end. What's the end strength goal? You know, I think uh, if we thought about that in our businesses more, the end strength goal, we would look at things a little bit differently. And uh, we would probably recruit differently. A lot of companies have challenges recruiting people before they need them. So, you know, it's called uh, the capacity of a position. What's the capacity of a position? Um, and I shared this before, but it is, it is very important to know that. So if I have a technician or I have a customer service person or a salesperson, what is their capacity? How many calls can they run in a day? How many jobs can they do in a day? How many phone calls can they take in a day? So somewhere there's a capacity where they need help. They need, you need to hire someone. I need to hire someone. So if it gets up around, they're at set, if they're at 70% capacity, it's time to be looking and hire someone before they get to 80% capacity. And then you can, cause you've got to give yourself some time to train, train that person to do that job, to take over this position, whatever it is. But you've got to figure that out. And uh, too many too many companies wait till they're at 90% capacity and a couple things could happen there. The uh, team member, employee, could get extremely stressed and, 
and not do as well as they do, and um, or they could quit, and uh, because of just too much work, um, you know, guilty. I've been there, um, trying to get better at it all the time. But it's um, if you look at that, if you look at that capacity, if you look at that end strength goal, you'll hire sooner than later. I mean, you know, in in our world today, if we have someone apply and they've got a great attitude and they pass a few of our tests, we're going to hire them right now, whether we need them or not, because eventually if you're a growing company, you're going to need them. And uh, boy, the military is a great example of that. They need 150,000 people and you have to pass certain tests uh, to get into the military. Now, it it's not like it used to be, but what is, you know, I mean, I went to uh, Marine Corps boot camp in uh, the mid eighties and it's, it, it's, it was not as hard. It was hard to me, but it wasn't as hard as it was for the guys that went in the seventies or the sixties. There's all kinds of different stories that, that went on in uh, Marine Corps boot camp, Paris Island. Things changed, um, good or bad, mothers got involved and all this kind of stuff. Um, but things change. And I'm sure in the 90s, it was different than what I went through. And and today, I don't even know what it's like. Uh, I don't know if they get to carry a cell phone with them or what, who knows? Um, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's all these guys know. Uh, as long as they're trained properly, and they can do their job in the military, then you know, so be it. I'm not going to get stuck on that. Uh, but it is easy for us to say they didn't have it like we did, right? Um, so anyway, the key is um, if we're if we would be more proactive, like I mentioned, the key is to give the generations the latitude um, to be successful. Pending on their, um, pending on the core traditions of your company and the standard operating procedures. In other words, they're not going to change. Those there's some things within our company that that's just not going to change. Okay, and 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 that's going to be just the core um, operating value traditions or systems. Uh, we're going to be on time no matter what. We're we're going to call people ahead of time. Um, we're going to do a job a certain way. Um, we're going to close a sale a certain way. Uh, we're going to answer the phone a certain way. So those things aren't going to change. This is how this that's not going to change. Um, however, how we lead people could change. Um, our expectations won't change, but how we get to those expe- expectations might change. And I'm going to talk more about that. But the military comes up with ways. Uh, to aspire different generations, and we need to do the same thing. You know, um, figuring out what motivates them and drives them is extremely important. And um, so number one is dealing with and working with multiple generations. Number two is knowing your team. Uh, we do a SWOT analysis um, often. We're due, we're due for one now, but a SWOT analysis is basically doing a um, strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. List all your strengths of your company, 
all your weaknesses, all your opportunities, and all your threats. And um, the military knows at all time the what, who, how many have to work with uh, to fulfill their needs. They know how many they have to work with. They know they know what they have to do to get the job done if certain situations happen. Okay. There's certain situations much more extreme than our businesses, but there's certain situations in our businesses that if this happens, we have to be prepared. And, you know, if, if worst case scenario, if one, two or three people quit all at the same time, had that happen, very frustrating. Um, but it happens. If someone's in an accident, if if um, something happens in a home, um, our uh, gas line didn't get tight enough and gas leaks, if there's carbon monoxide, all these things that can happen, um, you know what could happen in a military. I mean, look what's going on right now. I mean, right now we're dealing with Russia. We're dealing with a lot of problems within our own company, our country rather. Um, and that's not funny, and uh, but we're dealing with it. So um, the military knows at all times, if this happens, what do we do? They got to be prepared for that. And we do too. So here's a couple examples. If a CSR or a scheduler sends a technician out on a high efficiency furnace, which they've never been trained on and never worked on, that's going to be a problem that's going to be a major problem uh, because they're going to be completely lost. And if they're not trained on how to be confident, even if you don't know what you're doing, it's going to be very noticeable to the customer. It's just going to cause a problem for your company. So uh, another example, if a sales manager sends his sales team, uh, tells his sales team rather to fill the week with four installs a day, but he didn't find out or she didn't find out that the install manager gave two crews off at the same week because they were going on vacation as families together to build morale within the team. It's going to be a huge mess because there's four installs and only two crews this week. Another example is if the owner's pushing too hard, been there for a goal to be hit during a time when departments are low on people, many could become stressed, discouraged, and quit, causing more issues for everyone to deal with. So we had dealing with and working with multiple generations and then know your team. Very important to know your team. Military knows their team. They know what they, who they have to work with and, um, it, it makes the United States still today the strongest military in the world. All right, number three is don't just give orders. Uh, one colonel um, gave a lesson in the military. He said his 25 years of service was to circulate the battlefield without giving orders. And uh, routinely, we need to get out of our seat and get out in other places, whether it's in a truck or on a job or in the warehouse or in the office 
and we need to get out there and circulate among our team in their environment to help shape our knowledge and it provides situational understanding um, of our company climate. Is your climate still the way you want it to be? And ensure that um, everyone understands the priorities. I mean, don't go out there and just try to start fixing things while you're out there. Make a few mental notes that you see that need addressed. If you have the team managers below you, pass that on, make sure that gets addressed and, um, and move forward. Um, one of my heroes, uh, Harvey Firestone said he could walk through the front door of any factory and they had some large factories. He had 42,000 employees by the time he was 40 years old. And he could walk through the front door of any factory and out the back and he could tell if the factory was making money or not. And he could tell um, the way it was being run by the spirit of the workers. Now, that's a great idea, again, to get out of our seat and out in the street or in the warehouse or wherever it is and find out what's the spirit of the people of your company. Is it what you want it to be? And uh, leaders should then share what they've learned during the conversations you have with your team. It builds trust and, and encourages other employees to be equally forthcoming. Um, again, if you're only, and, and it's easy to do, we get so busy, we get so busy and tied up with what's in front of us and good or bad, sometimes putting fires out and all that we do, um, sometimes we don't even have time to learn or time to read or time to think. But we've got to get out there and we've got to make things happen. And it's not just about giving orders. It's not just about getting orders. It's getting to know your team. And number four, building strong teams. Um, leaders can become more confident in their decisions if they're supported by strong teams. And I have a strong leadership team that I can bounce things off of. I don't make every single decision that comes down the pike. I get people's opinions. I enjoy getting people's opinions. I, 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 um, I like to see what they think and they, they might have a different view than what I have and it helps me make smarter decisions. So you're only as smart as the five people you hang around and uh, I do wanna surround myself with smarter people than me. But it's um, we become more confident as leaders in our decision making, and it makes us look better. It's a no-brainer. Uh, you know, quit trying to do things things all by yourself, and ask for help. What do you think about this? You know, uh, this applies from the top, which would be the owner, the president, the CEO, whatever the position calls itself. Not everybody is in that position that I'm talking to right now, but it starts at the top and works its way down the chain of command. So anyone, anyone can do this. Anyone can surround themselves with smarter people than they are. Now, if we want strong teams, we have to set the example. We have to, if we want strong teams, then we have to ask people for their opinions and stuff like that, or nobody below us is gonna make that happen. We 
if we want to be strong leaders, um, it's not just what we do, or, or rather, it's not just what we say. In other words, do as I say, not as I do. It's more about what we do and what they see. So uh, I remember the story of a soldier uh, that runs up a hill and around the corner before slamming into an officer in a combat situation. And the officer said, where do you think you're going, son? And he said, sorry, Captain. It's crazy out there with that firefight so heavy. I got so scared, I, I tried to AWOL. The officer said, who are you calling Captain? I'm a general. And uh, the soldier said, wow. I didn't realize I'd run this far back. And uh, it kind of relates to us hanging out in our office all the time. Get, we got to get out of our office. Um, we, we can't hang so far back. We've got to get up there. Now, uh, a confident general would have just started talking to the soldier and talked and encouraged him to get back into combat. I mean, not worried about what position he was because I don't, who cares what position I am? Um, as long as I'm leading properly, who cares what my title is? Don't get caught up in titles either. Okay. Number five, just be real. When you're in the military, um, you, you've got to be real. You've got to be transparent. Uh, if you're trying to be someone you're not, it becomes very obvious, and it's hard to follow someone like that because you lose trust in them. Uh, just be yourself because everyone else is taken. Oscar Wilde said that, and uh, that's the truth. Just be yourself. Everyone else is taken. You'll make a good you. Um Here's something else that helps be real. Share your bloopers and mistakes. Um, we don't walk on water. None of us walk on water. And if we think we walk on water, we're, we're fooled by thinking that. We really are. Uh, like I said, I don't have all the answers. And, and, I, and I surely wouldn't be where I am today with a multi-million dollar company, a multi-million dollar profitable company, without surrounding myself with good, smart people. Unfortunately, not all leaders are highly adept at taking responsibility for their own mistakes. Admit them and go on. That's my philosophy. Admit your mistakes and go on. And here's an illustration of one of my mistakes. Is uh, we carried a certain thermostat and for years. And it was our standard thermostat. It it went with every install, unless we upsold the com, uh, customer a uh, different kind of thermostat, whether it was touchpad, um, you know, today Wi-Fi, all that kind of stuff. This was a standard thermostat that we've been carrying for years. We have our logo engraved on it. It's a nice looking thermostat. We've been carrying it for years. Where well, the company that made it um, is no longer making it. So what Greg does is. Greg gets involved. Again, sometimes I touch too many things that I don't need to be touching. So Greg gets online and searches everywhere to buy these thermostats because I don't want to run out of them that fast. So I find a hundred or so and one company um, had 50 in stock at a very good price. And I go ahead and pay for it, lock them in. We got this, okay? And then I can send them to another company that engraves our logo on it. So we got this. So it took three or four weeks to get those in. 
I'm in a meeting one day and I hear I hear a story about um, these certain thermostats we're installing that only work with single stage and not two stage furnaces. And I my first initial thought was, could it be? Could it be that I ordered the wrong thermostats and they're only single stage thermostats? And if so, why haven't I heard about this? So sure enough, those 50 thermostats that I got a good deal on were single stage thermostats only. Now, all my years, I never knew that thermostat was made in an option for a two stage or a single stage only. Never knew that. I just thought they were all either or. So I guess we had installed a couple and just had nothing but problems. So I caused, I caused a lot of problems. I mean, we sell very few single stage furnaces today. Anyway, now we've got these thermostats that I shipped to this company to label, put our name on it, logo, all that stuff. They're the wrong thermostats. They're going to be hard to get rid of. And I caused a few callbacks over the whole deal. So my first question to my leadership team was, why didn't anybody tell me? Did you think I was going to get mad? You got to be able to tell me when I make a stupid mistake. I'm okay with, I'm okay with you telling me that. Um, I was, I wasn't even embarrassed. I was just upset that I made that stupid of a mistake and it affected my team. So that's just one example that happened recently that I thought, but you know what? We all make mistakes and, and we just need to fess up and then move on um, and, and, and get on to the next issue. So um, that's just part of life. Uh, admit them and go on. Admit your mistakes and move on. Learn from them. Le- learn from them and move on. Okay. All right. Finally, here going to the uh, number six. Train and train some more. Uh, the military must keep on keep up with advanced training. New weapons, new techniques, new everything today. I mean, we've come so far, what, in the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years, it's unreal. And the military must stay up with that. They're not, they're not still training how they trained in the 50s or 60s. Um, although some of the core values are definitely still there. They're not going to change that like we talked about. But the way they train and the way we do things today are different. So we must stay up on training as well because there's been a lot of things change in our industries. I don't care what industry you're in. If you're in the home services industry, your industry's changed. And uh, if you train, um, some people say, well, what if I train and they leave? Well, what if you don't and they stay? So think about that. We, we just, uh, as, a, as a company I'll share, we just recently invested over $100,000 in new methods of leading people, leadership, transformational leadership. And I invested in that. It, it was my idea. But, but let me be the first to say, it was it, some of these techniques and some of the way we're going to do, be doing things today is extremely hard on me. It's not how I led and it's not how I managed 20 years ago, 25 years ago. And, um, uh, so it's definitely moving my cheese, and it's um, 
It's hard for me. It's hard on me. And I've had some, we've, we've had some, <laughs> I'd say, um, some disagreements behind some doors in, in boardrooms on how we have to be doing things that I don't agree with. And it was my idea. And now, um, if you've not watched the podcast with me and my son, Travis, um, on hiring millennials, you can go back and watch that. But Travis, um, who has um, an, um, a couple different degrees, but he has a degree in education. Um, he is now certified, licensed to teach transformational leadership to our entire team. And that's what we're gonna start um, over the next week or so. So we're excited about that. But I'm, in, I'm going to be investing somewhere between 150 to 200,000 by the time it's all done in this transformational leadership style of leading, and uh, because I know it's it's going to get us to the next two or three levels, not just next level. So I'm willing to invest. I'm willing to train, 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 and train some more. And uh, as a matter of, uh, one person said, as a matter of life or death, you are constantly retraining for the future. But in business, it could be life or death for your company. So I'll read this again because I think I screwed it up. See, I just admit it and move on. As a matter of life or death, you are constantly retraining for the future in the military. But in business, it could be life or death for your company. So if you don't train and you don't keep people up on things and everything, technology is changing all the time in our industry and leading people, transforming your leadership uh, has to change too. And... Uh, it's just a good thing. I'm looking forward, exciting about where McAfee is going um, with all the new changes and all the new training. So um, I hope this helps um, in, in all you do. And um, before we wrap it up, if you are watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe below. You can also support this podcast by rating and reviewing on iTunes or on your preferred listening platform. Keep listening because it helps your business and it definitely helps you sleep better at night. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Greg McAfee Show, no spaces, no underscores. Be sure to tune in next week when we're going to talk about the signs that you may need to change your leadership style. Ties right in with what we talked about today. Thanks for listening. And as always, carry on and have a great day.